Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. What is going on? How's it going? Another week in, another week out, and what a week it has been. Listen, yes, the podcast is late. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. The truth is, I was kidnapped by Joe Rogan. He kidnapped me as I was leaving my favorite Brazilian steakhouse, Fogo de Chao, two weeks ago. Him and his producer, Jamie, ran up on me from behind, threw a bag over my head, shoved me in a van, and began driving me to an underground prison cell. After about 30 minutes of driving, they pulled the bag off of my head, and much to my surprise, I wasn't in a prison cell at all. I was actually in a beautiful modern room with Florida glass ceiling walls overlooking the water. Turns out they didn't take me to a prison cell. They took me to the 20-room Rogan compound on Lake Austin. And the van they threw me in wasn't a van at all. It was a Tesla with heated seats. Very nice, I might add. And listen, I was just as confused as you guys are, but Joe was a great guy. He began explaining things to me, and he told me he would answer any questions I have. So I began asking him questions, and to make... A long and uninteresting story short, what happened was that this podcast started becoming too successful. The numbers have been too high. And people have been listening to my show instead of his. And that just didn't sit right with him. And he said, listen, we can't get rid of you. We can't hurt you. But... What we can do is hold you here for a couple of weeks so that the algorithm can shadow ban you. We can hold you here as our guest for a little bit to take away some of the momentum you've been building. So yeah, that's why I missed an episode last week. I was being held captive by the Joe Rogan podcast cartel. Again, they were great hosts. They're not forcing me to say this. Beautiful estate. I had lobster every day for brunch and Austin barbecue every night for dinner. I just couldn't put a podcast out or else he would have kicked me in the face. That was the deal. I'm just fucking around people. I've been super swamped with shit on my end and I've also been traveling, catching flights, not feelings, all of that shit. I had to catch a flight and travel to an undisclosed location. Where might you be asking? Well, I can't tell you because if I did, I'd risk being killed by Joe Rogan. But I will say this. It was a dangerous location. A war zone, one might say. Might as well be the depths of hell. Fuck it. I'll just tell you. I was back in California. I went back, back to Cali, Cali. Why? Because Cali got gunplay, models on the runway, scream biggie biggie give me one more chance, I be whipping on the freeway the NYC way on the Sally Sally with my homeboy Lance, pass hash from left to right, only got five blunts left to light, I'm set tonight. Oh, we just got back from beautiful sunny San Diego, where the weed is cheap, the beaches are beautiful, And the weather 
is always great. Except it stormed the first night we were there. So that was great. But, you know, it was a great trip. Not really a trip when it's for work and you spend the majority of your time with your face buried behind a computer screen. But um, I really do owe you guys an apology before we go into it for kind of going dark on you the past couple of weeks. I genuinely did not mean to do that. Listen, I had a vision, an artistic vision. I was going to record a podcast live from the beach house where we stayed at, and it was going to be great. There was going to be the beach in the background, fireworks maybe going off. We were going to do all of that, but we couldn't for one main reason. It was too fucking loud. I forgot how fucking loud Southern California is. We got ourselves a beach house to stay at right there in the water. A mere few steps from the beach. You know, I figured I work hard. I deserve a little peace. I deserve a little fortress where I can find peace. Somewhere far from people. A place where I can just watch the game. Maybe pop open a cold one. Take a deep fucking breath and put my feet up. I put my feet up. But me, being an idiot, I forgot that beaches automatically mean tourists. So was I able to find the tranquility that I was searching for near the ocean? No, not even close. Because I had these goddamn tourists walking and driving and making a bunch of noise at all hours of the day, having their stupid discussions. Did you want to go to the beach? Or maybe ice cream? Or maybe we can grab ice cream after. Oh, what we should do is we should eat our ice creams on the beach. Ah! Please shut up before I Kurt Cobain myself all over these wooden floors. Christ almighty, I fucking hate tourists. Nothing is worse than a tourist. That's why whenever I go to a new city or a new place, I just try to keep it moving. Just keep it moving. Keep the line going. You don't have to pose in front of every fucking building. You don't have to take 10 minutes to order food from that restaurant. We all know you're just going to end up ordering chicken strips in the end, Rebecca. So order your strips and shut the fuck up. That's why I'm not saying the name of my favorite dispensary on this fucking thing because I don't want to see tourists there. Which, by the way, I missed being able to just go to a dispensary and buy weed. Just as a quick sidebar from this rant, like I missed do being able to do that. Like you're going to go to the store to buy a Snapple. I landed, dude, and immediately, immediately went to the dispensary. First rule of business, we're not fucking around over here. I went to my favorite dispensary, again, a place I will not tell you the name of because it's not busy or crowded with people, and that's how I want it. I want to get in, buy my shit, and then I want to be out. Quick, to the point, to the fucking point. I like efficiency. I don't want to be stuck behind a suburban mom from Nebraska who's asking about CBD oils at a fucking weed shop. No tourists allowed. And listen... I know a lot of you are, you know, listening to this right now and you're like, well, Angel, you don't even live in San Diego anymore. You're just visiting. That would make you a tourist. No. No, I'm not. 
San Diego is my fucking city. I know all the local spots. I have over two friends there. That by default makes me a local. I mean, for Christ's sake, the financial contribution that I have made to the Mexican food industry in that city alone is what got them through the pandemic these past 18 months. So I'm not a tourist. I'm a philanthropist. So that's why the podcast was a little late. It was really loud at the beach house. We really couldn't record 2 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. I refuse to accept any of the blame for the past couple of weeks. I am a victim. Believe all Angel Bernards. But anyway, people, we were back in paradise. And I wish I could have recorded an episode there. Again, I was a bit devastated when my artistic vision wasn't able to come to life. And listen, yes, I know I said that California is the depths of hell. And for the most part, it is. But it's a nice hell, you know? I know there's the constant fires and the astronomically high taxes and the massive homeless problem and then the overpopulation issues causing the rent prices to skyrocket. And I know it's home to one of the most corrupt police departments in the country, which then causes mass amounts of social unrest and riots and fires. And I know the city burns whenever a sports team wins a championship. And, you know, you can't forget about the traffic on the 405. But listen, no place is perfect, folks. Because, you know, other than all that, I think it's quite nice. Yes, Southern California is a vain hell where everyone is driving a Tesla, eating poke bowls, and they're only worried about themselves. But, again, I happen to kind of like it. It's a beautiful hell. Southern California really is a special place. Not just to me, generally speaking, but there really is no place like it. It's a place where people go to chase their dreams. And, you know, some of the most prominent figures in history had their careers born there. People pack up their stuff, get in their shitty car, and leave their small, hokey, horseshit small town. And head off to the big city to chase their dreams. And it's inspiring if it actually ends up working, which it doesn't for most people. Most people just kind of go and then they get hooked on drugs and die of an overdose when they realize it's not going to happen for them. It, It really is a dark, fucked up, beautiful paradise with great food. Great, great food. I gotta tell you, I fell off the fucking wagon these past couple of weeks. Eating and drinking like a fucking animal. Eating burrito after burrito like I've been held up in a prison cell somewhere for the last couple of weeks. Which I was. The cell Joe Rogan and Jamie Vernon threw me in to sabotage our numbers. But the amount of California burritos I ate, I don't even want to say on air. It's embarrassing how many burritos I ate. But again, I couldn't help it, man. And for those of you who are uncultured and don't know what a California burrito is, it's a carne asada burrito with cheese, guac, sour cream, pico de gallo, and french fries. Oh, you guys hear that? I'm not sure if you can hear that. 
There is a good old storm brewing outside right now. If you can hear it in the background, I'm sorry. Just see it as, I don't know, it's rain. It's peaceful. The the background noise of rain, people fall asleep to it. There's like huge ASMR videos with millions of views of rain going on in the background. If you don't like it, you can stop listening. If you don't like it, maybe you should stop listening because that would make you certifiably insane if you don't like the sound of rain. But anyways, back to California burritos, more important. Yes, they have French fries, the California burrito. It's basically heaven in every single bite. I'm not kidding. Heaven in every bite. And, you know, there's imposters out there. There's the Oregon burrito. There's the Arizona burrito, which is basically the same fucking thing. They just use cubed potatoes instead of French fries. How uncreative. Riding off the coattails of the great men that came before them. Riding off the coattails of the California burrito. Listen to me. I refuse to be the person who leaves California and then bashes it nonstop. There's a lot of people who do that. They just leave and they're just like, yeah, fuck that place. Like they didn't spend their entire life paying California taxes and drinking Starbucks and going to the beach every single fucking day. And listen, I'm sure I've said some jokes about California on this podcast before, but I poke fun at everything. That's my job. Nothing is off the table. So yeah, I'm not going to become that person that lets other people shit on California in front of them. That's my job. Only I can do that. No matter where I'm at, Phoenix, Chicago, Dallas, people ask me where I'm from. And when I say that I'm from California, they all laugh and start giving it a hard time. And immediately, immediately I cut them off. They're talking about how it's a mess and how everyone is leaving, seeking refuge in other states. And it's like, shut up. All right, cut the shit. The majority of the people who are leaving California are people who originally moved to San Francisco or LA from their two stoplight small town in the middle of Ohio somewhere to chase their dream. They left their bullshit small towns to chase their dream in Hollywood. And when that didn't work out, they moved to Agora fucking hills and rented a house and lived lives literally in the shadow of all the people in Hollywood getting their big breaks, making serious fucking money, not paying $10,000 a month in rent. And then they stayed there year after year, Decade after decade, got married, had kids, still living in the shadow of what they could have been had they just worked a little harder. And then suddenly there's pandemics and riots and fires in the streets. And so finally, after being beaten down by California so much, they just give up and say, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go back home. Let's go back to a place where we're the prettiest person at the bar. Where we'll be the talk of the town because we were an extra in Seinfeld 20 fucking years ago. That's who is leaving California. The people who moved there to chase their dreams. And when it didn't work out, they got a little bitter, looked for the first exit route, and got the fuck out. That's who left. And me, of course. But that's a different can of worms. But anyway, people, I had a great time these past couple of weeks. I'm not sure if you can tell by the happiness in my voice. We were there for over a little little over a week for work. 
uh, I had a deadline this past Friday, and did I meet it? Boy, oh boy, you bet your ass that I did not. I probably should have stayed in and worked to meet my deadlines like a responsible business owner. But you know, sometimes you just have to say fuck it. Sometimes you just have to turn the laptop off, open up a cold one, roll yourself a doobie, and say fuck it. I went out this past weekend, people. I went out. I don't think you understand me. I went out this weekend. Like, all weekend. Like, from 5 p.m. Friday to 5 p.m. Monday, I was out and about, you know, living my life in a drunken stupor, making a fool of myself. But you know what? I regret nothing. I have no regrets. Beers, bar hopping, and recreational marijuana. All of the key ingredients needed to have a great fucking time. Longboarding through San Diego like we're 19 years old again. Almost 30 no kids, no wife, no property ownership, skating on the beach, all old, needing to stretch beforehand and shit. My parents must be so proud. I wrapped things up with work Friday night. Again, didn't meet my deadline after working nonstop all goddamn week. And you're probably like, oh, Angel, since you're behind on your projects, you obviously you work Saturday to catch up, right? Wrong. Wrong. You are so, so very wrong. Work wrapped up around 5 p.m. on Friday, and I was obliterated two hours later. Uh, I didn't really plan on it. You know, a couple buddies reached out. They saw I was in town and asked if I wanted to have a few Teddy Brewskis, watch the games, get a buzz going, and come on. Who am I to say no to something like that? How do you, how do you reject an invite like that? And so, you know, one drink turned to two, two turns to three. You know the story, you know, a tale as old as time. Next thing you know, it's 11 p.m. And I'm scarfing down 2,000 calories worth of McDonald's to sober up and save face. And then it's Saturday. And you know how it is. You wake up a little bit hungover. College football is on. Let's throw on some shades, smoke a joint, grab a California burrito. And then maybe get a little hair of the dog to get us back to 100%. Saturday evening rolls around. I meet up with some old friends from school. We caught up, laughed, left planet Earth. Next thing you know, I'm in an Uber on my way to North Park to meet up with some other friends for drinks. I went and hung out with the hipsters in North Park to talk about kombucha and crypto. Now I'm just fucking around people. It was a great time. The whole weekend was great brunch on Sunday watching Monday night football it was really an entire just a whole it was a bender it was really like a three four day bender I kind of just disappeared for a while um so yeah uh, my friends are the best I love seeing them they probably hate me uh well I don't know here's the thing you need to know about being my friend which I don't know I don't know if a lot of you know this about me but I'm kind of a sarcastic person. I've been told once or twice that I can be a bit sarcastic. You know, being around me, it, it's an acquired taste. And sometimes, like this past weekend, I'll meet friends of friends for the first time. And, you know, they shake my hand and these poor souls, they're meeting me thinking that I'm, that I'm not me. 
they're thinking that I'm going to, you know, be normal, that I'm going to talk about the weather or which beer we should order. They're thinking that I'm a sane human being. No, no. Small talk isn't my speed. I'm going to meet them, shake their hand, and we're going to go on to talk about the eventual collapse of the United States. That's what we're going to talk about, either the collapse of our government or we're going to talk about how they should follow my podcast. It's either one or the other. I'm a gentleman, so I'll let them pick out of those two. But yeah, you know, that that was my trip, people. Work hard, play hard, spend $200 in Ubers. That's the motto. Um, I'll actually, you know, I'll probably even be back in the next couple of months with how things are going. Time is flying by, people. Time is flying by. It's already almost November. Christmas is basically already next week, so you better start planning all of the shit you have to do before the new year. I swear to God, dude, it feels like July was just yesterday, and now it's almost 2022. I wish I could say that it's going to be slowing down a bit as we get closer to the holidays, but oh no. Oh no, everything is about to get a bit more intense, a bit more hectic. We wrap up a project this week and we immediately jump to the next one. That's how it is. That's how it is in my line of work. You work on something nonstop for 12 weeks, you get the final write-off, you cross the T's and dot the I's, and then 24 hours later, I get to start all over again for someone else. Welcome to the rat race, buddy. But Anyway, I told you guys that I needed to get more back into the news cycle. Um, I've been meaning to talk about this. It's been on my mind a lot. It's something I've been really wanting to improve on. I have to be a good source of information. I have to be reliable. You guys depend on me to for information. I have to have more shit to talk about on this thing. So that's what I started doing. you know. And I figured what better way to stay informed with what's going on in the world than to tune in to the most reliable news source on the planet. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I listened to 20 hours of Joe Rogan this week. 20. Two, zero. I don't even spend 20 hours a week with someone I'm dating. It's not my proudest moment, but who gives a fuck? You know, you can't blame me. Sorry for wanting to be informed. Um... Actually, you know, speaking of the JRE, he was trending again on Twitter for God knows what. Um, Probably just a bunch of students from USD tweeting about Rogan's white privilege from their two-bedroom in La Jolla. You know, they're probably so woke that they don't even have a gender and they refer to themselves as an empath. Which, hey, can can I just say something? If anyone ever refers to themselves as an empath... You can almost guarantee that they're one of the most shittiest human beings on the face of the earth. If someone refers to themselves as an empath, that person is a sociopath. That's what they are. They got the wrong path. They're a socio, not an M. But yeah, you know, the the amount of people tweeting and complaining about all the controversial things that Joe Rogan is saying, you would think that they were being evacuated from their homes. Like, with the, with the theatrics that people put into it, like, the way people react to literally anything nowadays, you would think that their dogs are being executed right in front of them. That's how people react to literally anything. No one can fucking take any criticism. No one can handle the ideas or someone else's perspective. That's too much for them. 
Stop with this. All right. Everything is the end of the world and needs a response to you guys. Why is everyone so goddamn extra nowadays? Always bitching about something, always angry about whatever. And listen, I know how ironic that is coming from me considering how much I bitch, moan, and complain on this podcast. But Jesus, can we give it a break? Both the left and the right. There are two Joes in this country that everyone can't get enough of. Joe Rogan and Joe Biden. Every time Rogan posts on Instagram, he starts trending on Twitter about how he's a white supremacist. And every time Joe Biden steps outside, he's met with the hellstorm of people from the right about the wildest shit. Don't you guys ever get tired? Don't you guys ever go outside? Go spend time with your family, for Christ's sake. Stop tweeting about every the people complaining most nowadays are not even the ones who need the help it's just people who are talking about how hard their lives are while drinking a soy matcha latte that they bought for 14 dollars which that's something i've always found interesting about people especially about people in cities like san diego the most obvious thing about san diego is that everyone is beautiful there Everyone. I don't know what it is. I knew that when I was, you know, heading back that I was going to go into a city with a lot of good-looking people. But I forgot how good-looking. All in shape. Always working out. Not eating carbs. It's not like that in Texas. I got too used to the life over here in the Big D. Where everyone is always eating trays of barbecue food. And everyone weighs over 350 pounds apiece. Everyone is beautiful in San Diego. But also, a lot of people are dumb. Very dumb. They'll tweet out, you know, we need to defund the police. And then they'll get into their Uber X and head to dinner. Just type, 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 send tweet. And then off to Fogo to Chow we go. Because a lot of people don't really want change. Why would they want to change? They're good looking. They have a decent car. They live in one of the most beautiful places on the planet. They can surf, eat great food, have sex with beautiful people, party. Weed is cheap and fucking basically free. Why would they want anything to change? That sounds amazing. You meet some of these people and all they want to do is they want to do yoga on the beach. They just want to smoke weed and meditate on the sand. That's why I try not to be on Twitter that much anymore. I mean, I am on Twitter. Don't get me wrong. I'll send out a chuckle here and there and retweet from people I follow. But I'm trying to get into the habit of not reading comments. I'm not going to be like all of these liars that loudly talk about how they're not on Twitter that much. People who say that are so full of shit. People who say they're not on social media that much are liars. They're the same people who say they never go to McDonald's. There are two types of people on this earth. Those who go to McDonald's and those who lie and say they never go to McDonald's. So, you know, anyways, I try my best to not read comments, um, but I couldn't help it. I read the comments of some random tweet, you know, and of course, as always, there's someone commenting something about how Fox needs to be thrown off of fucking TV entirely or some crazy shit like that. Which, I agree. I agree. But what I found funny was that not once in the, in the tweet did they talk about CNN needing to be thrown off. They were all for the people of the other party being taken out. 
but not their party and all the propaganda they spew out on an hourly basis. They should both be thrown off the air. Stop listening to these coked out performers feed you bullshit all day, every day, both the left and the right. All these news stations are nowadays are people on Adderall who are willing to kill their entire family in the street if it means getting a promotion. Don't listen to them. Listen to me, damn it. I never lie to you. I promise you everything I say is 100% accurate and factually correct. Don't listen to fake things like facts or statistical data. There is only me and the words I say. But anyway, people, it's fucking late over here. So I think that's going to be my time. I have a bunch of shit left to do this week, as I'm sure you do. You know, you're probably in your car, stuck in traffic on your way to work, sitting there, trying not to lose your shit, not letting anyone merge into your lane because fuck them. Maybe you got yourself a little iced coffee from Starbucks. Literally the only thing keeping you from losing your fucking sanity. Just know that I'm right there with you. I too am stuck behind someone at Starbucks who can't decide what to order despite being there a hundred times. I am right there with you, buddy. Anyway, we're back, people. We're going at full speed with this podcast thing. The people I talked to this weekend really seem to enjoy the shit jokes I tell here. And I've also gotten a few messages asking where the podcast is. So I think I have to keep the ball rolling. I think I can't just go dark anymore. Again, I'm sorry. Um, just do me a favor. Please tell your friends I am being dead serious. I know it's like very toxic ex-ish thing of me to just kind of ghost you and then come back and immediately ask for a favor. But listen, I'm the only one pulling my damn weight around here. Jesus, I sound so toxic. But I am. I have promised three different people Teslas, so I really need this thing to fucking take off or I'm going to start losing some limbs. So please tell your friends, get the word out, please. And also, before we go, um, I just want to give a shout out to the people listening out there in the United Kingdom. Shout out to the people in Belgium and France. Y a mis amigos y amigas en España, Colombia y Brasil. Te amo y gracias por escuchar. Su apoyo significa el mundo para mí. And to my American followers, get your fucking shit together already. Um, all right, that's my time. I love you guys, and I will see you all next week.